I just can't believe that 2019 is coming to a close. I promise y'all, I feel like just yesterday we were starting the new year and here we are about to hit 2020. And what better than to enter a new decade and a new year refresh brand new and getting it together so today on now that's life we're going to discuss five of my 10 key ways to get your life together and keep it that way so this is going to be part one I even include some of my favorite time management tips ways to increase your self-confidence positive mental health tips and tips for getting more productive these have helped to build a fixed mindset and they've also helped with the self-care growth and mental health not only in my own life but in the life of others and so i'm hoping that these will definitely help you to bring in a better and more refreshed new you and new year I'm your host, Dr. Nina Ellis Hervey. I'm a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana. I'm a licensed specialist in school psychology, a nationally certified school psychologist, an associate and tenured professor, and a certified professional life coach. And this is the Now That's Life podcast. Now, while I want this podcast to be a helpful and also a great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. And so y'all know I'm not going to sit up here and discount the fact that life is extremely hard. It's not easy. There's nothing about it that's easy. I mean, every day you might find out something different about yourself that's hard to accept. There might be some challenges that you encounter, some trauma in your life and things that are not necessarily trauma, but build up over time, stressors and everything. And I'm no stranger to that either. And that's why I'm not going to come down hard on that. But there is certainly a time in our lives when we realize we just got to get it together. Not only do we owe it to ourselves, we owe it to those around us and those who depend on us and look up to us. And not because we trying to keep a look for other people, but look, sometimes you just need to get your life in order and realize what that looks like and stick to a plan. First, on a professional level, I relate to this because of the people I help daily, those that I work with, my students, clients, other people around in my circle, those types of things. And I see the various things that people encounter and also the way that they're able to balance those things and to become stronger and better and not allow situations and life situations to constantly take them under or give them excuses for living the poorest life possible. And when I say poor I'm not talking in terms of money I'm talking in terms of just your behaviors your thought processes your emotions your feelings making sure that you're living up to the place that you want to see yourself go and also allowing yourself to feel that success and feeling good about yourself and moving yourself up by getting your life together. And it's easier said than done. But also, like I said, I'm no stranger to this because I'm adopted, raised from humble beginnings and also a pretty weird kid. And I would say even an adult sometimes misunderstood, but also from losing 100 pounds, keeping it off all these years, being a visionary and one that was a little bit different before my time. I think that we all (laughs) can make sure that we learn from not only those situations, but our own situations fill in the blank, but we can definitely all make life fun and stable if we put in the work. 
So y'all, here is part one of my first five ways out of 10 to get your life together. And those of you all who are my hardcore followers on YouTube, you know, I, I really do uphold these standards and things that I'm talking about. And some of these things you might remember, but I've definitely remixed them and updated with some important things that I think will give you even more guidance and things to think about. So when many of us were very young, or if you are still very young, one thing you might relate to hearing all the time is that birds of a feather flock together. And I cannot tell y'all how important that statement has become to me over my life. I've had to realize that some of the decisions I've made not can be blamed on those around me, but a lot of times when you put yourself around positive or negative influencing people, that does have a bearing on your life and the direction in which you go. So you want to hang with those that add to your life. You don't need a whole army neither. Now, I'm not saying no new friends. I'm not saying any of that. Now, I do have my thoughts about friendships and what you should do and who you should accept in your life. But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the fact that you need to build a tight circle and a circle that gives you access to those who really do want to see you flourish, who can add things to your life and who want to see you do and be better or continue to not only maintain where you are, but to build upon that. And when I say you don't need a whole army, don't think that what I'm saying about friendships is related to the idea of needing a bunch of friends to really serve a purpose. You really want to make sure you have quality over quantity and make sure that you have the right people in your corner to be able to support you. And speaking not only as a, a professional, but a person who is growing older and aging with time, I'm learning so much about the company that you keep. And the fact of the matter is a lot of people that you think are important right now in your life Life might not end up being that important as time goes on. And that's not a negative thing. People have a season in our lives, yet again, something else that we hear all the time. And sometimes we need to let them go when that season is over or be let go of. And so one thing that I like to focus on here is that you need to ask yourself several questions about the people in your life. Do I feel my best being around them? And I'm not talking about, do they always make you feel good? Do they always tell you you look flower? Do they always tell you you're great? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, do they push you to be your best? Do they give you something to look forward to? Are they setting and also achieving the goals that they're setting? Are they showing you something that you can be better at or mirroring you in many different ways? I know that we're in different stages and different relationships take different forms, but a lot of times we are held back by those who are refusing to step forward and you have to be careful with that. So you want to know that they're adding to your life and what they're adding to it. And according to Jim Ron, Jim Ron made this quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Does that not give you something to think about? You're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. Think about those five people. Write those people down. What are the characteristics you like and don't necessarily like about those people? Think about yourself as well when you're doing this analysis. What do you think about yourself? 
Are, are you exuding a lot of the very things that you pull out about them, be it positive or negative? Be careful with that. The next thing is to stop making excuses for where you are right now. We all have a story, but we don't necessarily have to have a but. Okay, so I know that I learned this very thing being in my beautiful sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, that excuses are monuments of nothingness. They build bridges that lead to nowhere. And those that use these tools of incompetence are masters of nothingness. Now, are you a master of nothingness? Now, it's important to think about that because. Yes, we all have a story. We all have something that could have held us back, something that didn't allow us to flourish the way we wanted it to. But what did we do after? What was the story after that? We cannot always sit back and think about all the negative things and the whys we can't do things. Because right now you have your strength. You possibly have the activity of your limbs and or you have other options for your life. You can't keep allowing circumstances outside of you to control where you go. The only way for us to level up and get better is to stop making those excuses. Stop finding ways out of taking responsibility for our negative actions and even our positive ones and stepping forward. If we don't create foundations that don't crack and if we don't keep on falling in the cracks of others, we are never, we will never push forward. So be careful about the excuses you make. Every story doesn't have to have a but. Sometimes you have to own up to what you've done that has negatively affected your life. And I'm not trying to give y'all the hard, ugly, (laughs) you know, nasty side of things or even play the devil's advocate. I'm just saying that we have to really start to watch what we do and how we move. Because the more and more you make excuses, the more you will excuse yourself out of this game of life. And you will continue to find yourself in a ditch and a hole that you have dug that is not added to anything. So start to think about the excuses you've been making lately and the whys. Do they really make sense? Do they really control your circumstance? Or are you allowing them to be the excuse and the explanation as to why your story has not finished and why you are not moving forward with it? Just think about it. The next one, I believe, is something that many of us have struggled with and have come through. And many of us are stuck on this one. And I can relate. I think that in different times in our lives, we all have a little bit of an issue with this one and might struggle with what to do when this happens. So we have to realize that happiness can't come from things that always change or from things outside of us. I'm going to say that again, just that ending part we cannot always find our happiness in things that are always changing those goalposts that always change those periods of happiness or fleeting happiness we can't just invest our happiness in those things getting things or being in a relationship getting an award or a good job they just not going to find or bring you happiness forever. And this is why I always tell you guys that your investment shouldn't be in just the end earning. And what I mean by that is, you know, even when I lost 100 pounds, I couldn't be like, oh, 
I finally got to the size I want to be. I had to instantly start thinking about the maintenance and the other parts of the journey that built me up to that place. I was more happy about all of the things that led me there as opposed to just the end result. I couldn't get all my happiness from that. If I did, then when the numbers on the scale changed just a little bit because weight fluctuates, I would always find myself in a depressed moment or place. You have to find happiness in other areas. And it's the same thing with seeking, you know, a lot of achievements or accolades or degrees or all of that. It'll never be good enough because the goalposts will always change. You have to find steady happiness. You have to find happiness that's not fleeting. Happiness within yourself. Things that are outside of you that might be able to be taken or stripped away from you. You don't want to put your happiness in those things because guess what? Those things change. People change in relationships. Life changes. And you don't want to always just invest your happiness in one thing that can change at any given moment because you won't find stability. And a lot of us have struggled with finding that stability. So one thing that my greatest mentor tells me all the time is to remember that you can't keep saying what you will do to be happy. You know, I've heard people all the time make these goals and they also quantify how happy they will be when they get them. So it becomes when I get this new job, everything will be great. Or when I lose weight, I'm going to look like this and it's, it's going to be great. Uh, when I get that promotion, everything's going to be amazing. Or when I get in a relationship or when I get married, life will truly begin. I mean, come on, you're stopping your own happiness. You're not even allowing yourself to define what happiness is for you right now. And it's okay to be unhappy. It is okay to be unhappy with where you are, but figure out what that really is. It's not about an ending goal. It's definitely not always about about an ending goal. Maybe you're not feeling productive towards it. Maybe that that person that desires that promotion is not finding that they're even doing what they're supposed to do to follow through on the very small things they should be doing in order to get to that promotion. Those small things and giving yourself the chance to feel even the smallest of success brings about happiness because you prove to yourself what you got and what you can do. So we have to stop limiting ourselves and believing that this next level of something will give us all of this great happiness that we've been missing over time. So, you know, I just want us to really think about that. And also with things like dating, putting all of your happiness on someone else is just a very uncomfortable and unhealthy situation. Now, People change. People have their own issues. People have their own problems. No, it doesn't mean you leave them. But what I'm saying is they're not going to always be your source of happiness. They're not going to always be happy. You're not going to be always happy. Variables change. So if you're always saying that when I have this man or when I have this woman, you're always going to be idolizing them. And when you idolize people, they have the chance to let you down heavily because they are human just like you. So be very careful about placing your happiness on things that can be quite fleeting or change over time. Check yourself on that. What are you putting your happiness on? What are you doing and what are you not doing to add to your own happiness at this given moment? So I hope y'all are enjoying the show. We're going to come back with part two right after this break. Y'all, we are back. Let's get back into this show. The next thing is you want to make time for you 
and what is important. So we make time for things that we see as important. I remember growing up and hearing that you're going to do what you believe is important. And you guys, if you review your life, you will realize you've made it made decisions that have truly been based off of what you thought was important, perhaps at that moment, at that time, in that month, in that year. But a lot of times we will only engage in what we believe is important. So we say we can't find friends, but we spend no time on researching interesting places to go and things to do in order to put ourselves out there or even network. We also say we want the promotion or we want to do better where we are or in our positions or leave a job, but we don't spend a lot of time researching what we should do to better ourselves, put those things in place and hold ourselves accountable. You got to do what you believe is important in order to get to where you want to go. And we also don't try to put ourselves around like minds. I think a lot of times why we struggle in friendships and, and, and feeling stagnant in even our relationships is we don't often choose what we know will challenge us. We would rather choose things that will really stunt our growth. We don't think of it that way, but we choose the easier way out sometimes, which keeps us from reaching the most fulfilled life. And those are things that we have to consider for our futures and what we think is important. And I don't know about y'all, but I think a lot of times we can find ourselves thinking about things that we want and expecting them to come to the door instead of us doing the footwork to go and get them. So you have to ask yourself questions like, what do I want? What do I like? And if you can't come up with anything, think of your past and think of the things that you liked back then. Think of your childhood. What were things that were pleasing to you? What was important to you? What did you hold dear? And I'm not saying go back and do childish things, but sometimes we need to refresh our minds and build a line to what we actually like. All of us like something. All of us could have a hobby in something. And we don't often think about that, but there was a place where we liked something. We wouldn't have gotten this far in life without liking something. So think about that thing and, and place that for you. I also like to do something called testing my timing. This is where I actually look at how I'm spending my time. I take an hourly calendar and I write down everything I do for each hour during the day. I look at that for several days and I see where my time goes. Even if too much of that is going to television, if too much of that is going to run in my mouth, if too much of that is going to just procrastinating and doing nothing, I need to reevaluate my time and analyze that and figure out where I can fit things in. Because a lot of times we say we don't have time for something. It's because we haven't made it a priority and we need to look at our time and see what we are making a priority and see if it's actually adding to our overall livelihood. When you analyze that calendar, you'll find out so much about yourself, but you have to be hard on yourself at that moment or you won't make any changes. Create one that holds your accountability for your time as well. So after you've analyzed your cal calendar, also schedule in the things that are important. Work, your workouts, studying or skill building, social media time even. Family and friend time, your meal prep time. So you want to follow this for over 20 days because anything over 17 to 20 some odd days 
makes it a habit when you do it steadily and consistently. You want to challenge yourself to do that because that's going to empower you. It's going to help you feel like you can stick to something. And it's going to also show you that if you deem something important, you can make it, you can push forward and you can make it a priority in your life, helping you to win. So I did a late night post over on YouTube. Thanks to you all who follow me on the YouTube community wall and also on my YouTube page. Totally. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But those of you all who answered this poll, almost 5,000 of you, why is it important to you to keep yourself up? I'm talking everything from keeping your body right, nails done, hair done, skin together and clothes, bags and shoes on point. Be real here. It's a no judge zone. If none of these options fit, write those below that you have. And you guys poured in, I mean, lots of lots of comments. But I wanted to make sure I read in order why you guys do this. So why you do these things that I mentioned, why you hold and deem these things important or why you engage in them. So 2%, only 2% of you all said, because I want a man or woman to want me, duh. Another 2% said society says I should. 5% of you all said I was taught growing up that it was what you should do. 24% of you all said all of the above. And 66% of you all said for myself, this is all for me. It makes me feel good. This helps to understand the motivation behind why you do things. If you all have listened to previous episodes or even my YouTube channel, you know that I said lasting change comes from a personal investment. When you do things for other people, that investment doesn't always stand, especially if those people are no longer a part of your life or those things are no longer a part of your life. So you want to make sure that you pay attention again to those things that are important because if you place importance on something, you're more likely to engage in it and do better and reap the benefits of it. So I liked some of you all's comments here as well as to why you endorsed a lot of these comments here. But you said, it makes me, well, Ellie Puff made the comment, it makes me feel good. Depression makes me treat myself poorly and slack in hygiene. When I fix myself up head to toe, I feel so much better. Not only is my mood better, but my anxiety decreases because I know I look good that day and I have so much more patience and composure. Society just isn't kind to people who look rough or people who allow their depression to show. So I got to protect myself and my mental health by at least looking good, even if I don't feel it. Now, that's a personal investment. I wanted to give you all a good in a good example here because I think it's easy to say how to define what's important to you. But I think even people with struggles can admit that there are things that they deem important. And these words here from Ellie Puff, I think really help us to create a framework of what's important to us and why. And even working in the difficulties or issues that we encounter daily, how do we work through those and still see still see the silver lining of what it is we want to achieve and what we deem important and how we hold ourselves accountable. Soul snatching voodoo. I just love you, honey. You always are posting and I love it. Um, says for myself and also to stunt. Look, as long as you know your reason and your why as to why something is important, you can be more invested in it. Look, we all like to stunt. 
And if that's what it takes to get us to get through and to also find a personal investment, then so be it. The next thing is to start saying no. Y'all saying no takes practice. This ain't just going to come overnight. It's not something you can will into your life. You got to actually practice it. Somebody got to be the sacrificial lamb. You got to say no to somebody. You have to say no to something. So it used to hurt me. I'm going to tell y'all, I can remember saying no to people and probably caring much more than they did about the no. Literally crying to myself because I said no to somebody or told them I couldn't do something because I had become used to becoming everyone else's workhorse. And I know others can relate to that. And so when you say no, it deeply hurts you in your soul, even if that person walks right away and asks somebody else for something else. So I realized during that time that my days were being spent on other people and their agenda. And I was forgetting about me. If you are trying to remember how to think about you and do some self-care, look back at some of my last episodes to see what self-care is and what it's not. And also check out some things in my videos on YouTube about self-care and how you can give back to yourself. So no is one of those things. A lot of people were eating up my time and that's why I was exhausted and too exhausted to focus on the things I deemed important. It took that first no, it stung, but then I started to reclaim my time and I was like a two-year-old kid out here just handing out no's for fun. I mean, before people could ask, I said no. Can I? No. Were you? No. Can you? No. <laughs> just learn how to say no. And you know what? It becomes easier and easier with time. And I'm not saying say no to everything, but you do have to practice having boundaries and a place for your time. And people have to respect your time and you have to respect your time in order for others to respect your time. Okay. And I realized that after that happened, my time became valuable. And actually, actually, people started paying for my time and my craft and also desired to make sure that they made the best of my time. And that was even with other people that I worked with. It's just making sure that they respected my time because I respected my time. So y'all, that is all for part one this week on how to get that life together. And next week, I'm going to be bringing you part two. So make sure you subscribe to know when I post my next episode and also when you can come back and make sure you catch up on all the episodes that you may have missed. You also want to make sure you head over to www.drninaellisherfey.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter. And also, it'll give you access to my free eight-day supernatural video course, which really helps you to revamp your life, think about the things you want for yourself, and how to get them and live that best life. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Beautiful Brown Baby Doll and Dr. Nina. Again, I hope you guys enjoy today. Make sure that you share it. Also, if you have any comments, anything that you would like to request, make sure that you're tagging me and posting over on Instagram. DM me or email me at hiatdrninaellisherby.com to send in those requests as well. Thanks so much for listening in. I really do appreciate you all. Looking forward to giving you all more bits and pieces and great tips next week. Dr. Nina signing out, y'all. Peace.